Welcome to Jewish Magic, where we explore all things magic in and around Judaism. I'm Michelle Leffler, shamanic energy alchemist and Jewish extraordinaire. I'm the owner of Living Moon Meditation, where I help people find balance in their personal, professional, and spiritual lives. It's my honor to talk to you about Jewitry and Jewish magic. Let's get started. Love Jewish Magic Podcast. You can support it and me and help keep it ad-free by joining me as a patron on Gumroad. For as little as $7 per month, you can help keep me going. That's at gumroad.com slash living moon meditation. If you're not already on my email list, be sure to sign up at livingmoonmeditation.com. All of these links are in the show notes for you. Our featured quote is, As the holiday of Purim approaches, just as Haman's evil plans were thwarted and turned into a celebration of triumphant joy for the Jews, so may all of our tragedies today be turned into a great salvation of light, gladness, joy, and honor. Rabbi David Samson In our last episode, I talked about my search for my perfect visual representation of the wheel of the year. Since I did that, I thought I'd go through the months of the year and share a little bit of magic about them. I'm not going through the next 12 episodes covering one month each episode, but I'll cover each month while we're in that month. So, it's Adar. Let's talk about that month. The word Adar comes from ancient Babylonian and Hebrew. It means to be darkened or eclipsed and also majestic or wide. Naphtali is the tribal association with Adar. In Kabbalah, the name Naphtali means sweetness is to me. This sweetness is represented in Purim when it is a mitzvah to reach a level of intoxication to when we can't tell the difference between cursed be Haman and blessed be Mordecai. Also, Jacob gave Naphtali the blessing of eloquent words, and that eloquence gives rise to joy and laughter to all who hear. Laughter is the expression of unbounded joy, the joy which results from witnessing light from darkness. And we see that in Adar. It is the last of the winter months, and we are about to transition into spring literal light of spring out of the darkness of winter. In relation to Purim, the fear of Haman transforms into the exuberant laughter of the festival of Purim. Now Adar corresponds to the direction of east and the element of air. Naphtali camped to the east of the Mishkan in the wilderness. The east corresponds to air and we can see this in the lightness and joy, the spring in our step, that we start to see during the month of Adar. It's still winter, it's still dark, but we are approaching spring. We are approaching the light. And Purim puts that added joy in the air that we sense during this month. Pisces rules the month of Adar, as does the planet Jupiter. Pisces is said to represent luck and repel the evil eye. And this is one of the reasons that Adar is considered to be a very lucky month, full of fortune. Jupiter is the planet of success, miracles, expansion of the metaphysical vessel, and extension of our spiritual ability. 
The letters Kof and Gimel correspond to Adar. Gimel represents abundance, prosperity, and good luck. And this is the reason why Pisces or fish are a symbol for protection from the Ein Hara or the evil eye. Kof represents darkness. The letter Kof also represents laughter, joy, and the masquerade, which is part of Purim. If all of this wasn't good enough, Adar is even better. During leap years like this one, we get two Adars, Adar 1 and Adar 2. Because of the difference between the lunar and the solar year, the sages decided to add an extra Hebrew month to the lunar year in order to balance the two. Jewish leap years occur seven times every 19 years. When we experience two months of Adar, we are given an extra dose of that powerful energy of luck and fortune, and it happens every two to three years in the Hebrew calendar. Adar is a time to revel in our good fortune. It is a time to reveal the secrets we have been keeping and rejoice in the new directions our lives are taking. Adar is a good time to shake off the seriousness of life and laugh at the face of darkness and evil that tries to thwart our path. Maybe we need to embody the characteristics of the eagle, the totem animal of the east. The eagle reminds us to see things from a different perspective. The joy of Adar and the festival of Purim will help us to see things in a different light. No matter what life holds in store for us, there will always be shifting from darkness to light. If you liked these little tidbits about the magic of Adar, you'll love my Jewish Will of the Year course. You can find it at the link I have for you in the show notes. A look at the Jewish calendar. Rosh Hodesh Adar 2 is Thursday and Friday, March 3rd and 4th. The Torah portion for this week, the second of Adar, is Pekudi. It constitutes Exodus chapter 38 verses 21 through chapter 40 verse 38. The Parsha tells of the setting up of the tabernacle. Candle lighting time for Shabbat is Friday evening at 5.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Havdalah to end Shabbat will be Saturday evening at 6.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Torah portion for next week, the ninth of Adar 2, is Vayikra. It constitutes Leviticus chapter 1 verse 1 through chapter 5 verse 26. The Parsha lays out the laws of sacrifices. Candle lighting time for Shabbat is Friday evening at 5.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Havdalah to end Shabbat will be Saturday evening at 6.41 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Interested in studying Torah with me and other witchy Jews? Join me over in my Facebook group, Jewish Torah Study. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash Jewish Torah Study. I also have the link in the show notes for you. And now for our Woo Book recommendation. Our book review is for a nonfiction book called Hebrew Magic Amulets, Their Decipherment and Interpretation. It is by T. Schreier. This is an older book published in 1966, but its age doesn't hide the fact that it's a great work. One thing to note is that the author is coming from a purely academic standpoint and doesn't believe in the power of amulets. He does say that the ancient and recent to his time belief in their power is attributed to belief in magic 
due to the lack of scientific or medical knowledge. So, my fellow Jewish witches, just keep that in mind. Now, for what the book does have. It provides excellent descriptions as to what different amulets looked like. The author discusses identifying amulets based on size, shape, engravings, and other such things. This would allow a person to identify the civilization that each amulet was from, as well as possibly identifying the various uses of each element. If you are interested in amulets in general, and Hebrew amulets specifically, whether their history or how to work with them, you'll want to find a copy of Hebrew Magic Amulets, Their Decipherment and Interpretation by T. Schreier. Love Jewish Magic Podcast? I'd love to have you give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Want more magic with me? Join my free Facebook community, Bad Witch Society. It's the perfect place for anyone who's ever been told that their brand of magic or witchcraft isn't right. Your magic is valid. Let's celebrate it together. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash badwitch, all one word. I have the link in the show notes for you. And if you're into practical ways to apply magic in your life, give my other podcast a listen. You can find Everyday Magic Podcasts on the same platforms as this one. Time for the Jewishy News. Or Liebler, a far-right Jewish supremacist, has recently learned that she isn't Jewish, but, in fact, is Muslim. Liebler, who has participated in extremist anti-Palestinian movements, was adopted as an infant. She was raised by a Jewish couple, but at age 18, she left them because her right-wing ideologies did not align with theirs. At 20, serving in the IDF, Liebler gave birth to a son. It was then that she decided to take a DNA test to find out where she came from, and her world was shattered. After years of telling herself that, there's no way I am Muslim, she found out that indeed her biological father is Muslim, and her mother had converted to Islam. In other news, after recently removing gun control and LGBTQ rights from their advocacy platform, the Jewish Federations of North America added them back on February 18th. After the removal, constituents quickly reached out to ask why these items had been removed when they had been included for many previous years. Accusations have been made that the agency is trying to avoid controversy and appease political conservatives. Nevertheless, the issues are back in their working public policy agenda. You can read both of these articles by visiting the links in the show notes. Do you have a Jewishy question you're itching to have an answer to? Send me an email and I may answer it in an upcoming episode. It might also become the topic of an upcoming episode. You can send questions to me at hello at livingmoonmeditation.com. As always, the link will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Jewish Magic. It's truly been my pleasure to talk to you today. If you like this episode or you think it will be useful for someone else, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. 
If you've got any questions, send me a DM on Instagram at Living Moon Meditation. Remember, life is all about magic you can do. See you next time.